Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, coming at you from a Sunday morning. I think this is actually the first time since I skipped last week due to that just migraine headache from the netherworld that I had. It was just so terrible. Um, and so I don't think I've ever done a Sunday edition here before. This is really exciting. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, so before we get into today's topic, I want to make a little announcement, okay? Now, the topic for today is going to be really exciting. So please, please, please stick around, okay? It's, it's, we're going to talk about um, how mindfulness facilitates and enables intimacy, Okay, and it's not necessarily what you think. Okay, uh, <laughs> but 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 stick around. Okay, before we get into today's topic, though. Okay, normally I make this this announcement at the end of the video, but. I don't know that everybody watches till the end of the video. In fact, some of my analytics tools tell me that a lot of people don't. And so, which is okay. I get it. I totally get it. I mean, these are, you know, I have some people tell me, why was today's podcast so short? <laughs> like, why was it only 20 minutes long? So, so I mean, I know there are people out there who do watch the entirety, but if I were you, I probably wouldn't watch the whole thing either, right? So I get it. I totally, totally get it. So please don't feel bad about it. Um, but I want to make sure you hear this announcement because, again, usually this announcement is at the end of the podcast or the, the video uh, episode. So today I'm going to make this announcement right up front, okay? And this announcement is about you, right, and, and something that you have that belongs to you that you might not even know it belongs to you yet, okay? And what I'm talking about is a coaching session, a 45-minute coaching session with a professional coach in the flesh. <laughs> That's me, folks. On the podcast, I'm pointing myself when I said in the flesh. Um, I, I always have to say that because some people are watching, some people are listening. It's it's very confusing, you know, like everything else. Um, <laughs> but but the, the point that I'm trying to make is that you know, a coaching session is something that's really, really powerful. Okay. It can really change everything. You know, one of the most one of the most important and valuable things that a coach can do right, is to help you to see a different perspective on things, right? That's really what it is, right? Like when, when a coach works with you, right, what a coach is doing is, you know, a coach is someone who you're letting in, you know, on all your personal and, and you know, again, to today's episode, your intimate details, right? Like you, you're letting a coach into that, that kind of dark secret place that we all hold inside of ourselves, right? But it's not you, right? It's, it's an outside observer being able to look at this, right? And one of the, again, the, what this results in, as I said a moment ago, is that a, a coach can really help you to see a different perspective on things, right? And then, of course, for me, the way that I coach, I can also help you to, to figure out some, some very simple practices, very simple things you can do to, to affect changes in the, in the areas that you're looking to affect change, okay? So, most people think, well, that sounds great, awesome, but I don't know where to get a coach. I don't know any coaches. Like, what am I doing here, <laughs> right? Well, that's why I want to tell you, right, that you, right now, you sitting there, you have a coaching session that already belongs to you, okay? It's, it's paid for already. I paid for it for you, okay? It's my treat, but it belongs to you. It has your name on it. So all you have to do is claim it for yourself. Okay, seriously, it's completely paid for. There's no cost at all. There's no strings attached. There's nothing. If these are the only 45 minutes that you and I ever talk together, that's fine. 
right? I mean, I hope that's not the case because I hope that if there's some way I can help you that I'm, I'm able to help you. And, and that's my goal here, of course, right? But it's okay if, if nothing ever comes out of it. It's not the kind of thing where, okay, yeah, you get this, but you got to pay this thing that I didn't tell you about, or you got to book two more sessions and pay for them to get the free one. Nothing like that. Okay. That's the world of bait and switch that we live in that I don't operate like that. Okay. This is purely exactly what it says. Okay. It is a coaching session for you. And it is a coaching session that you already own. And all you have to do is claim it. And the way to claim it is to simply click on the link at the very bottom of the of the description here, right? There's a, a link in there that says Calendly, right? That's that's my calendar program, right? So you click on there, and you you click on it. You know, you'll pop into a, a, a you know graphic of a calendar. You pick a day. You click on that day, and it's going to show you all the available times for that day. Now Mondays and Tuesdays you're going to see no availability, right? But but Wednesday through Sunday there's going to be little you know an hour here, hour there, hour here, hour there. So you find one that works for you. you you click on it, you enter your name, your your email, I think your phone number, uh, if you want text uh, reminders, that kind of thing. But it's it's all up to you, right? It's, it's very, very simple. Hit save and you're done. And then you and I have a meeting, right? And then, and when we meet, I'm going to help you. And that's what I'm here to do, okay? So if you're even mildly, even remotely interested in any of this, even curious as to what it feels like to sit one-on-one -on -one with a coach for 45 minutes. Now's your opportunity to find out. For the price is right, and, uh, and you never know where this could lead. Seriously, just this one session, one conversation has the, the potential to change something very, very significant in the way that you're seeing things, in the way that you're doing things, in the way that you're living your life. <clears throat> and I would be honored if you allowed me to be the coach to help you figure that out, okay? So <clears throat> the, the link will be in the in the description, okay? Now, as we said yesterday, I gave you the little teaser yesterday. Uh, I hope you didn't find it too teasing, and it's it's a funny word to use teasing in the in the light of uh, of intimacy, right? But um, but yeah, we're going to talk for about how mindfulness allows for and facilitates non-sexual intimacy. <laughs> I didn't mean to fool you all. Again, I'm not a bait and switch guy. I didn't mean to get everybody excited think we're going to talk about something real racy here today. Um, but no, we're, we're talking about real intimacy, like true intimacy. Now, now let's before we talk about how mindfulness can influence intimacy, let's first talk about what intimacy is in itself, right? Because a lot of times when we talk about intimacy, right, we get the 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 little, you know, Barry White music playing in the back of our heads. We're thinking like, you know, like lingerie and candles and body oils and stuff like that, right? Like that's where our minds, or maybe it's just me, <laughs> but but that's kind of the way that society has has sort of embraced. <laughs> <laughs> pardon the pun, embraced intimacy, right? You know, that, that we have we have come to see intimacy as or, or equate intimacy with sex, right? Now, sexual intimacy is obviously it's a very beautiful and amazing thing. And we all love it. And we all know we love it, right? And we wouldn't want to do without it, right? But that's that intimacy kind of fits within the overall kind of sense of intimacy. Right. And so so let's talk about outside of sexual intimacy. What is intimacy? Right. Like what does intimacy include and what does it require? 
right? The other day, there was this uh, meme going around on Facebook that I shared on my feed. If any of you are my Facebook friends, you saw it probably. And, and so many people loved it, you know, because what it was is it was talking about, um, it was talking about intimacy, but not intimacy as sex, right? Again, like I'm talking about here. And so, so what it was, it was saying was it was just this list of like 30 different things, right? The intimacy of, of, you know, answering the phone. Hey, you, right? Like we all, you know, at this point we all have smartphones or at least a, 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 a cell phone of some kind. Most of us do, you know, there's very few people out there that don't have cell phones at this point. And, uh, and so, so we see the caller ID, we know who it is on the phone, you know, like, like, you know, so, so it's, you know, that intimacy is, is like seeing that and, and, you know, and being honest about it, right. And saying, Hey, it's you. Hey, I love you. It's so great to hear from you. Right. Like that's intimacy, intimacy of, um, you know, one of the ones on this list was the intimacy of, of keeping the, the car radio off when someone else in the car has, has fallen asleep, right? Have you ever been in that kind of situation where, you know, somebody else is sleeping, you're driving, you know, you, you know, maybe, I don't know, but, but I, you know, it feels intimate to, to leave the sound off right? Because you care about this other person, right? This, this intimacy is, is something that you're, you know, you, you care more about the other person's comfort and the sleep that they need more than you care about listening to your, your music, right? Like that's intimacy, right? Intimacy, another one was, was, was stopping so that someone could tie their shoe, right? Or, or intimacy of, of pacing our walk with another person, right? If we're walking, we try to sync up our, 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 you know, our, um, our, our speed with each other, right? Intimacy of just holding hands with someone, right? Intimacy of, yeah, I don't remember any of the other ones. There, there's so many of them. They were really beautiful. It was all those kind of things. One of the other ones I do remember was, which was weird, I thought, but, but the intimacy of someone handing you change and you feel the warmth, right, of the change that was in their hand, right? Like you feel their warmth conducted through the metal of the coins, right? That's intimacy, you know? Intimacy is, is you know, feeding someone, right? Especially if they're driving, right? Like, like you know, helping someone, you know, eat, right? That's such an intimate thing. Right. And so, so what is intimacy, intimacy outside of, you know, sexuality? What is intimacy? Or, or, or let's, instead of trying to define intimacy, right, let's talk about, because I think we all have our own definition of it. And I didn't look up a Miriam Webster definition of what intimacy is. I mean, I could, I'm on my glasses here right now. I left them upstairs, so I can't do it right now. <laughs> but, but you could also, right? You could look up the definition. So instead of defining it, which is the easy part, let's talk about what intimacy requires, right? Because that's where mindfulness is going to come into this, right? So, so what does intimacy require? In my mind, in my opinion, in my understanding of intimacy, Intimacy relies on a couple of really important aspects, right? Number one is vulnerability, right? Like we have to be vulnerable if we're going to be in, intimate with anyone, right? Because intimacy is this, and I know we weren't going to define it, but I think part of the definition is important here that, that intimacy is the 
you know, a true connection, right? Like a, an entire, a whole connection, a holistic connection, maybe you want to say, right? And, and that's where vulnerability comes in, right? And, and vulnerability, among other things that we'll get to, you know, vulnerability is, is what allows us to, to let down our guard, right? And let someone in to our intimacy, right? So that is very much required, right? We can't be intimate without being vulnerable. And, and how do we become vulnerable, right? We become vulnerable by being okay with who we are in, in all of us, like with all of our foibles, with all of our, our, our shortcomings, our setbacks, our, our weaknesses, all the ugly stuff, right? Like we got to be honest with all of it. And that's the other thing that intimacy requires is honesty, Honesty with ourselves and honesty with one another, right? You simply can't be in an intimate relationship that is not honest, right? If, if your relationship, if, if you're holding secrets back, if you have some, you know, whatever it might be, you know, you can't be honest or you can't be intimate. Sorry. You know, it's impossible, right? It, it is possible to go through the motions, right? It is possible to, to keep the radio down because your spouse is sleeping or something, right? You know, it's possible to go through those motions, right? But where are those, emo those motions coming from, right? If, you, if you're just going through the motions, then, then in all likelihood, that's operating from a cognitive place, right? That's saying, oh, the right thing to do is this, right? So is that intimacy or is that courtesy, and are they the same? I don't think they're the same, right? The intimacy is what, you know, is what kind of allows us to, to feel the instinct to say, yeah, this is what I need to do, right? Like it's instinctive that I will keep the radio down. Not something I have to remind myself to do, right? It is instinctive of me to feed French fries to my, my loved one as who's driving a car, you know? It's intimacy or it's, or it's honesty and, and you know, that, that allows me to reach out my hands and say, hey, let's hold hands, you know? And again, that doesn't just have to be a romantic partner, right? I mean, I hold hands with my children all the time, right? And I want to remain an intimate relationship with my children, right? Because if I remain intimate, the other thing that, that intimacy is for me in my opinion, and the way I understand and the way I, I practice intimacy, right? It also relies deeply on a sense of connection, right? And that connection, again, is facilitated by the vulnerability and by the honesty, right? And now we can only be all these things, right? We can only be honest and we can only be vulnerable and we can only create connections when we are present, right? Because when I'm wrapped up in like, let's say we're, we're on a car ride, you know, and, and my wife wants to eat the French fries, but she's driving, right? If I'm all wrapped up in my own, you know, ruminations and my own fears of the future and my own uh, anxieties of the future and, and the, you know, or, or, you know, ruminating, you know, uh, depression feelings of the past, right? And, and all this stuff, if I'm, if I'm all wrapped up in this, and all my stress and all my, you know, my stuff, well, then I don't notice, right? I, I can't have that connection. It's like I've turned, I've, I've closed the, the bay door, right? Like you can't get in because of what's going on inside of me. 
right? Now, that's not to say that if my wife says, hey, would you mind feeding me a few French fries because I'm starving over here? I mean, of course, I'm capable of going through those motions again, right? If somebody asks me to do it, I can accommodate, of course, right? That's easy. But that's not intimacy, right? Intimacy, again, is knowing that that's the right thing to do. It's feeling that that's the right thing to do. It's noticing the appropriate time, the appropriate place to do it, right? And we can only get to that place when we are, when we have a certain level of clarity and we have a certain level of calm and we have a certain level of compassion for ourselves, right? Like that's what's required here. And it's not, you know, it's, it's not very mysterious, right? It really isn't. It's, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, again, it's about quieting the noise, right? Like, like when, you know, if, if it's so loud in my mind that I can't hear you, then how can I connect with you, right? It's very, very simple, very simple. And so what's the answer, right? The answer is... It begins with a P and it rhymes with lactis. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm a dad and I got dad jokes. You know, they're just they're not good. Um but um but you know, my kids, by the way, they they have these TikTok people they follow with all these like silly jokes that I think these guys got from their grandfather or something like that. So one of them yesterday was um was why did the thief wear blue gloves? Because he didn't want to get caught red-handed. <laughs> I truly have a million of them and they're I don't want to put you through all that. But anyway, um uh so 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 it really becomes, you know, not, you know, a lot of times when we think of something like intimacy or or connection or even compassion or 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 you know, friendship or love and we think of these things, right? We think of something that we're doing with someone else, right? Or that, that somebody else is somehow involved in the process, right? Which of course there's always someone else involved with many processes, right? But the deceptive thing is that somehow facilitating the the um the 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 intimacy requires some action on the part of the other right and whether we're talking about intimacy or we're talking about um uh you know just connection or honesty or or just you know friendship all of it is the same kind of thing right the the idea is that you know that that we have this sense that you know it takes two Right. Like intimacy is something that is a partnership, which, again, especially if we think of it in terms of sex. Yes, of course, it takes two to tango. Right. But if we can think of intimacy as not sexual, you know, if we can think of sexual intimacy, intimacy as something that fits within the larger construct of intimacy at, you know, uh, itself, then we can start realizing that it really doesn't depend on the other person, right? That, and, and, and to that point, right, we can also start to understand that we are capable of being intimate with many different people, right? That's the other fallacy. You know, and again, when we start to equate intimacy with sex, you know, may, you know, as a married man, like, whoa, if I'm starting to feel intimate with somebody, whoa, that's wrong. <laughs> hey, easy, I don't want to get in trouble here, you know, right? But that's not true. Right? It's okay for me to hold somebody's hand. That's not being, you know, that's not infidelity. 
right? It is intimacy, but it's not infidelity. And that too comes back to the honesty, right? And so, so, so again, I, I'm sorry I digress a little bit, but, but the way to, to, to sort of, you know, cultivate this intimacy, the way to arrive at intimacy, it doesn't require another person. It requires what's happening inside you, right? And, and when we can really be present, that's what, you know, intimacy requires presence, it's impossible, as I said before, it's impossible to be intimate with someone if you're not present with them. And, and to that point, there are times where people have sex with other people and they're not present with them, right? Now, that happens to be one of the rare, there were two times, uh, let me think if I can remember the other. So there was a, a great study done a few years ago uh, by Harvard where uh, the, the name of the study was called A Wandering Mind is an Unhappy Mind, right? Where they had, they, they took a smartphone technology, right? So, you know, thousands, I mean, I want to say like 100,000 people or something like that did this study. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot, right? It's very well, uh, you know, Richard Davidson quotes this all the time. And if Richard Davidson is quoting it, I know it's a good a good experiment, right? And so, so what they did was like thousands and thousands of people, right, had their smartphones, right? And they, they signed up for this thing, right, this experiment. And, and the experimenters would send out at random times during the day, they would send out randomized text messages, okay? So, so an example of one would be, what are you doing right now? right? There would be like a multiple choice thing that you pick one, right? And then the next question is, what is it that you're thinking about right now, right? Now, <laughs> it's really, oh, and then so the final question was, what is your emotion right now, right? And what they tabulated was that people who were really paying attention to whatever it was that they were doing at the given minute, they were more happy, right? That, that, the, that, that being present was equivalent to being happy, right? Now, again, great study, right? But, but the one thing that came out of this, or, you know, there were two things, I can't remember what the other one was, but there were two areas. Now, what they found was that only 47% of, of people who did this test, 47% were present with what they were doing more often than not. It's less than half, folks. That's not a that's not a good look, right? But there were a couple of uh, a couple of uh, standout activities that people were generally not distracted; that they were very much paying attention to what it was. And thankfully, one of those was sex. Right? That at least at least people are paying attention to sex, but not all of them. <laughs> Which was the thing? Like, I mean, I don't know how you have sex without paying attention to it, but apparently people and and I don't know how the smartphone like I mean if I'm having sex I'm not answering the smartphone you know but apparently people were answering their smartphones in the midst of of you know coital activity and they were uh and they were you know at least a portion of them were reporting that yeah my mind is somewhere else even though I'm here with someone right so so that is just to show and I'm sorry for that digression I hope you found that interesting but but that is just to show that that even sex does not have to be intimate right so so there's a really important thing there right so 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 what I'm trying to get to here in this episode and I know it's been a very sort of wacky episode here we've been going in a lot of different directions and I hope you're okay with that and I apologize if you're not um <clears throat> But the idea of intimacy, right, is, is again, something that is so 
so powerful for us. Now, let's talk about how this this really ties into our our uh, you know well being, right? Like one of the things that, um, or there's two things that uh, I, I just actually watched the uh, the film, um, the wisdom of trauma. By uh, it's a, a documentary about Dr. Gabor Mate, who I I reference here a lot. Several of these books have his name on it. Um, he's an amazing, amazing person. I, I strongly recommend Gabor Mate, G-A-B-O-R-M-A-T-E. If you look him up on, on YouTube, he's got his his film is up there. I think it's up for another couple of days, The The Wisdom of Trauma. Check him out. Whatever talks you find, you're going to be blown away. He's an amazing, amazing mind in this world. We are so lucky to have him in this world, right? And so he did this 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 um, uh, documentary about trauma. That's really what he's come to believe. And and this is new because you know five years ago or so he was saying that that stress is the is the common denominator for all illnesses that he's experienced. One of the things that Dr. Gabor Mate does differently, or one of the things that makes him different, is that he has been a medical doctor, and he's retired now, but in his career as a medical doctor, he served infants, he was an obstetrician, and he was also a palliative care you know, at different times, you know, so, so he, he took care of people in the beginning of their life and he also took care of people, different people in the ends of their life. And then he did all kinds of work in between, right? So, I mean, just an amazing, amazing guy. And so, so one of the things that he mentioned in this, in this uh, documentary and something I've known for a long time, right, is that there's a couple of things that are really important for us as, as human beings, right? Like, like one thing, and he mentions this in the, in the documentary too, is that mammals, Right, not just humans, but humans, of course, because we are mammals. We will literally die if we are not touched as babies. Right, even if we are fed and changed, and and you have a mobile over the over the crib and everything else, literally a, a child, a baby, an infant will perish if that baby is not picked up and held and 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 attached to someone. Right. Like from the very first breath that we take, we are seeking that intimate attachment. And some of us don't find it, right? And that's trauma, okay? So the reason I bring that up, and the other thing that, that we need as, as, you know, which is really interesting, okay, really interesting. One of the things that we need in addition to attachment, is we need authenticity. And the authenticity is really interesting because the reason why we need it is very interesting is because when we lack authenticity, then we don't know how to pick up on the cues of our intuition, right? Our gut feelings. We don't know how to follow those if we don't have an authenticity. And so, and so, Part of what creates that authenticity is that safe attachment. So again, it comes back to intimacy, right? It's really, really important. Like it's been important since the very first breath you took, and it's going to remain important until the last breath you take in this world. And the way to, you know, again, intimacy, yes, it does include another, right? Like, or I mean, we can't be intimate with ourselves. It's not a, uh, it's not an impossible concept, right? But, but the idea is, of course, you know, when we're intimate with another, we, it requires another person, right? But in order to facilitate and allow for that intimacy, 
we have to prepare ourselves, right? It, you know, like the other person could be as vulnerable and honest and open and, and, and intimate as all get out, right? But if I'm not those things, then we're never going to have true intimacy. And, you know, you might right now be looking at your marriage and wondering how much intimacy there really is there. I know I've asked myself that question, right? And it's okay to feel that way, right? Because remember, life is a moment-to-moment experience. And in this moment, you can start to be more intimate. It's never too late, and it's always appropriate, and it's always helpful to you. And so how do we form this, this condition for intimacy, right? Well, we practice. We practice being present, And we practice being compassionate. And in this, we develop our empathy for one another. And empathy is one of the fruits of intimacy. I hope this all landed with you today. I hope you enjoy this. I hope you found this helpful. And I hope that if you have any questions, you will reach out to me, okay? And if you would like some coaching... As I said in the beginning, I am here for you, and I'm here to help you with any of this that you need help with, okay? So apologize for some of the racy language in today's uh, (laughs) podcast. I hope that wasn't offensive to anybody, Uh, but it's part of life, and it's okay, right? Um, But the the most important thing, though, I want to leave you with, right, is if you are someone right now who's sitting there questioning, like, wow, how intimate am I in my life, right? It's okay, right? It's okay. It's not your fault that you got to where you are, okay? I can tell you, and again, if we want to get on a 45-minute call, I'm sure I can ask you a few questions and find out enough information about your childhood to show you where the intimacy got lost and where the vulnerability got lost and to show you in that process that it was not your fault. It's just true. It's not your fault, You know, a lot of times when we talk about, you know, the, the things that we do from trauma, like addiction and, 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 you know, and addiction comes in many different, again, addiction is like sex, right? It's, it's, you know, there, there is an addiction to a drug or, or, or a concept or addiction to sex, but it could also be addiction to video games, to, to television, to work, to, to, to extreme sports, to music, to shopping, to eating, to, it could be addiction to all these kind of things. It's all the same kind of thing, right? And so one of the things that Dr. Mate says in this video, in this uh, film that he made, which is a beautiful film, he's, he's, talking to a bunch of, uh, of addicts, you know, recovering addicts. And he says, he says, your addiction was not a, a flaw. Your addiction was a, 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 a solution to a problem. And it was a really good solution to a problem. Thank you for watching, everybody. I wish you well. And, uh, and thank you for listening for all of you on the podcast. Um, if there's anything I can do for you, please reach out. Okay. All right, folks, I'll be gone for a couple of days now, Monday and Tuesday. I'm off. So I'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. I hope you all enjoyed this and I look forward to hearing from y'all. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.